this. Let's do this. And now that you're here, we're all in the company of your cool aunts. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And this is the Your Cool Aunts podcast presents the wine merchant. Ta-da. <laughs> we're following the lives and times of cool aunts through Claire Julio's diary. Welcome back. If you've been here before, you know what the drill is. If you haven't and you're new here, welcome. Welcome to all. For new folks, suggest that you hop on over to the website. There's lots of background stuff, backstories, photographs, all of Claire's diaries, all of the episodes. <laughs> I don't think you've left anything it. out. Yeah. Okay. Well, go check us out if you haven't already. But first, let's get into this diary entry. So let's recap a little bit for people who might have forgotten. Okay, last time we were here, where were we? What was going on? Things are beginning to come to an head. Lots of updates and things. Barrett is in Hong Kong. They've kind of figured out what's going on. Right. And they found the source. They know that the Delavine wine is being counterfeited at Alexander's Vineyard at his bottling line. And now they're going to try to figure out the whys of all of this. Yes. So they still have to figure out the who, what, where, and all that. But at least they know what is going on, what has happened. And let me just look back here for a quick second. And in the last diary entry, Claire spoke to Grace and said, look, you know, we're handling things. But she didn't tell Grace everything about Alexander. There's a little conflict with <laughs> in Claire's mind. And Brigitte about. is very quick to cover for Claire, too. Right. So loyalty, it's a thing. Seems like Claire's jumping a little bit, but we'll see. Anyway, we have a note, as per usual. Nieces, aunts, and friends, says Claire. Thank God for Annalise. No doubt that she's a cool aunt for sure. She stepped into the wine merchant without knowing and without asking. She accepted things as they are, and the people, too. You know, she never criticizes, and she always, she always finds a way to make the best of everything and every situation. The label of optimist, well, it falls short, as does the label of leader. Annalise is so much more to each of us and every one of us. As I've said before, at the wine merchant, we have no specific roles. Each of us takes whatever part of a file we are best at. There's no territory. The same applies here in the shop as we unravel the problem with Alexander's wine and the Delavine issue. Annalise is also very good at formulating plans, not to mention the lunches she makes for the shop. I can't even imagine the wine merchant's shop without her now, and I don't remember what it was like before she was there every morning. Did I mention that the cases we're working on? They're both coming to a head, but there is still much to be done. And, of course, Annalise has it all planned out, and I know that I'll be talking to Grace about adding her to the payroll as soon as possible. <laughs> hmm. Read on, and you'll see what I mean, CBJ. So this is the Annalise episode. <laughs> well, Annalise has been pretty prominent in several recent yeah, episodes, she has hasn't been. she? Hmm. You're going to love the title. Just, what's the title? Madam General. <laughs> yeah, I do like Madam yeah. General. Okay, Madam General. Okay, 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 Alexander. I get it. It's your wine. It won't help anyone involved for you to go out there with guns blazing. We need a strategy and a clear plan. Brigitte is in place on the bottling line, and she knows which pallets of wine are yours. 
We have until Tuesday when the next tanker delivery arrives and we'll be ready. Oh, and by the way, Grace will be here on Thursday and all of this, all of this needs to be tucked in by then. But, and this is a big but, if you go rogue on us with your own idea of a plan, you'll be putting everyone here in jeopardy. I will not let this happen on my watch, even if I have to lock you up in my office. I'm warning you, it would be a grave mistake to test my resolve. Do not test me. Hearing the change in my tone of voice, Remy took up his position next to me, squaring off against any threat and ready to growl a warning. Alexander seemed a bit defeated. He nodded in agreement with one eye still on Remy, who at this point, seemed to know he'd made his point as he followed me out of the office. This big dog, Remy, that is, <laughs> gives me a real sense of power at times like these. Well, there's a little... Ooh, little tension bump, there. little bump there, huh? Yeah, just a little bit. I don't know. Is, is Claire, like, is trying to establish herself as the general, or is she just trying to... <laughs> what is she trying to do? You know, assert her uh, her power here. I think she's just trying to control him. Do you think this comment was made only to Alexander, or is it like across the board too? No, no. I think no. She's alone with Alexander just in with her him. office at this okay. point. I got you. I thought this was a calling of the troops. No, no, no. She's she's speaking directly to him, and very Remy forceful. Came in as reinforcement there. Hmm. I think I remember in the last episode, Alexander was a little antsy. Well, you know, he's realizing this is his wine that they, you know. He wants some action. Don't forget, Delavine's directive is find out what this is all about, and I want the counterfeit wine back. Right. It's Alexander's wine. So what is she going to do with it when she gets it? So if they're successful with one case, it hurts him. Right. But the only reason they're successful with his case is because of her. So, you know. But De- but Delavine doesn't know that no. it's his wine. So right. maybe when she knows, she'll have a different attitude. Well, this is the classic uh, Dr. Doolittle push-me-pull-me <laughs> yeah, creature, yeah. right? Dr. That was Doolittle. my first book without pictures. Dr. Doolittle. Mm. Was it really? Yeah, I sat with my father every night and read it. Maybe okay. Um, the next section is entitled Head Spinning. I, and I mean... We, Remy and me, that is, left the shop and headed over to Annalise's cottage. Walking along the back path, I felt I was living in an old sepia-toned photo. The flashback experience was so realistic, I asked myself if I was living through one of the wartime diaries that I'd read last winter. I kept walking, and when I was about to step onto her porch, there was Annalise at her door. She's quoting Annalise here. She says, I've been waiting for you. Let's put our heads together and finish this mission. And that's the end of the quote. And Claire's thought after this is, mission? (laughs) It almost returned me right back into my little flashback. Yeah. Well, it's perspective, isn't it? Her perspective is it's a mission, just like it was during the war. You're trying to solve a problem. Well, don't forget, Brigitte has set Annalise up in in her little cottage with all her spy gear and her whiteboard and, you know. (laughs) Curtains over the whiteboard. (laughs) Yeah. And the next thing is entitled On the Line. Brigitte was working on the bottling line. Early on, she had identified the production manager, his name is Marcus, as the only person at the winery who was involved in switching the wines. 
Alexander's wine went into the Delavine bottles, and then the imported tanker wine was bottled as Alexander's wine. So there it is oh, right there. Okay. During our lunch break, Brigitte ran back to the cottage, always running and always breathless. This is, she's quoting Brigitte here. The manager is preparing for an extra tanker delivery, exclamation point. They just received another full shipment of bottles, corks, label paper, everything. I think they might be trying to double the capacity. And that ends her quote. And uh, Claire continues and says, this would be four days earlier than the usual Tuesday night schedule. Her read of the situation was that they were going to, quote, double the amount of tanker wine and flood the market with that garbage wine in Alexander's bottles. That was Brigitte's mm -hmm. read of it. Okay. Earlier that morning, Brigitte found Alexander's good wine that had been bottled and boxed. They were still waiting for the Delavine labels, which had not yet arrived. And all of these bottles and boxes were stacked on pallets in the back corner of the warehouse. The only thing identifying it was a paper sign stuck to the front pallet labeled Next Shipment. Well, that's a little scary. Hmm. That's like one of those little countdown clocks on a bomb, right? You know, when, they, when there's that, <laughs> What's coming next? that moment and there's like a red digital, you know, ticking down thing. This is a quote. Look, I have to run back or I'll be late. At some point and soon, Alexander's wine is going out that door and we need to do something and like right now. And Brigitte continues, she says, I promised him I would never lose track of his wine. That ends Brigitte. And Claire continues, she says, at this point, I didn't have the time, inclination, or frankly, the energy to say out loud what I was thinking. Oh, great. And now we're making little deals on the side without <laughs> telling me, Brigitte? <laughs> Just great. Wow. So, so we have a bit of clarity in terms of who owns the wine. Well, now, don't forget... Annalise's thing is you have to be ready for change. You've got to be right. ready to pivot. Oh, this is good. The next section says take a breath. Do you have any other thoughts before? No, no, no. Continue? Go ahead. No, we go? Okay. At this point, we were flying blind. We did not know when Alexander's wine would be shipped out or when the next delivery would happen. Annalise interjected. She said, listen to me. We cannot get discouraged. Let's not be ridiculous. These people are not creative. They're greedy. That's all. Brigitte jumped back in and said, and I think they made the most basic and extremely stupid mistake. They've underestimated the amount of space needed for all the extra bottling they're about to run. Hmm. They have no idea what they're doing. It's that simple and it's that stupid. <laughs> Marcus will have a disaster on his hands when those crates start piling up on him. And she finishes, she says, there's just nowhere to put them. So, Boy, this is getting really complicated. Yeah, the heat's going up here. <laughs> This exchange was like watching a tennis match between the two of them. Annalise continued, We must stay with our plan. The only variable is going to be our timing. We've got to be absolutely ready for the next two nights. He is going to need at least 24 hours running at full speed to bottle the extra wine before the Tuesday night delivery arrives again, or he's going to end up with bottles stacked in the parking lot amid a flood of wine. He's just got to be a little wee bit stressed right now, don't you think? <laughs> it was the right dose of humor we all needed in that moment. Brigitte ran back to the winery, and I sat down with Annalise to run through the plan details once more. My cell phone went off, beeping with several messages from Brigitte. She's quoting the text messages. Someone is approaching the cottage from the back path, three exclamation points. <laughs> now, 
Remember, Brigitte installed motion detectors all right. around Annalise's cottage. So the and, spy. Okay, so works. Claire says, we erased the whiteboard, threw a towel over it, and then set up the table to look like a coffee chat. Hearts pounding, we heard the porch boards creak. The screen door started to open, and Annalise yelled out, close that door now or I'll blow your head off. So who does she think is coming? Not a friend. <laughs> I love, you know, see, Annalise, right? With her little gun. She doesn't even Probably blink. has a big gun. You move and I'll <laughs> blow your head off. And then this is a quote. No, 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 don't shoot me. It's me. It's Alexander. Don't shoot. Annalise looked at me and said, should we make him wait another moment? <laughs> <laughs> I opened the door and the look on his face was an odd mix of shock and relief. Annalise invited him to have a seat, or maybe she told him to take a seat. Apologizing, he added, I needed to be involved. I can't just sit around the office waiting. Do you really have a gun? <laughs> of course she does. She worked in the resistance. This woman can handle anything. She probably has an old antique gun, yeah, right? I was going to say one of those old. <laughs> Claire gives you her thought in a parenthetical here. She says, I'd had the same thought about the gun. <laughs> Annalise answered with a raised brow and a smirk. Why do you ask? You don't trust me? <laughs> she says, we uncovered the whiteboard and finished laying out the plan. The only part that was still a question mark was the village overnight cop, Eve. Alexander was objecting to involving him, asking, how well do we know him and how do we know we can even trust him? Brigitte was our sole source of information on this, and her text message answer to my question was what I'd hoped for. This is Brigitte's answer in a text message. Trust with life <laughs> about Eve. Well, she got to know Trust him rather wow. quickly, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Maybe she knew him before. Who knows? It's a small village. <laughs> Alexander was beginning to question every decision and every idea. You know, Alexander can be annoying. Right? <laughs> starting to get on Claire. I hear you, Claire. While I do not enjoy doing so, I reminded him of what happened when he last tested me. I told him with the slightest tone of annoyance that you have a choice to make. You may cooperate and assist or leave. Those are your <laughs> only two options. Decide now so we can get back to work. Annalise surprised me with her next move. She sent Alexander out to find Eves with an instruction. He knows who you are, right? Then go. Find him. Appeal to his sense of doing the right thing by helping save your wine. You must make this happen, Alexander. Sell the idea. At that point, Claire slides a note across the table to Annalise. He's going to text Brigitte to confirm, you know. Should I text her first? She smiled, nodded, and gestured to my cell phone like, go ahead. <laughs> so who's in charge here? After all is said and done, sure feels like it's Annalise. Well, she's running the show, but I think Claire has a decision, decision as a decision maker. maker, but Claire is going along, right? You know, I'm thinking this older woman who's standing there at this command post calling out these orders. Oh, it's this probably of, feels like, cool. yeah, it is. But it probably feels like child's play to her. Too, yeah, probably. In another way, you know. Are we moving on to the next oh, sure. section? We good? Yeah. Awfully quiet over there today. Well, you all know, the, I'm, all I'm, the tension I'm building waiting here. to hear what's going to Starting happen. to turn into an action diary, right? <laughs> I can see the movie. There's a role <laughs> there's a role for everyone is the next section. And Claire says there was no doubt that Annalise was very good at this and that she thoroughly enjoyed it too. She was like a general at her table as she laid out the plans for Alexander. 
And she quotes Annalisa. She said, you and Eve will use his patrol car to grab the tanker driver after he leaves the truck. Act like police, but don't use the lights or the siren. We don't need to alert anybody else here. We'll have to make a few assumptions. First, that it's happening tonight. And secondly, that it's the same tanker driver. I feel good about both of these variables, but do stay on your toes just in case. No ad-libbing. Any changes, you call me first. Any change must be coordinated through me and only me. Get it? The two of you will work together. Stay with Eve. He may need you, just in case there's any struggle with the driver when he's grabbed. (laughs) I like this. He's grabbed, (laughs) you know. I doubt he's going to resist. And then once you've got him, handcuff him by his ankle, just by his ankle to the floor inside the patrol car and leave him there alone. Be sure to forget to take his cell phone from him. You know, the patrol car is set up to record inside and outside, so we will know who he calls and what he has to say. I can guarantee that he's not going to sit there quietly, and I'll be monitoring his little broadcast from here. I'll alert you if anything goes off track. Okay. Hang on a second. Well, she's got the perfect plan, doesn't What's she? The, how does Annalise know that there that you can handcuff somebody to the floor of a car? I was going to ask car? that question too. I love that she's a little like Brigitte. Brigitte knows things that, like, how do you how know do you this? know that? Yeah, it's a question I hear I was often say, too. But you know, that's hey. present company. <laughs> Plenty of useless information <laughs> I store in this little uh, memory bank of mine. So Annalise will be back at her cottage monitoring the broadcast. She's going to be watching with her field glasses, as she calls them, for the truck say, when, a it, telescope. when it rolls <laughs> into the village. But that's not going to be hard to see when a truck approaches a village in the middle, of, you right. know, late Especially at night. a little village like yeah. that. So, okay. So she's going to be monitoring. She wants to know first. I'll alert everybody if anything goes off track. And she says, oh, and no, Claire, I know what you're thinking over there, and I can see it written all over your face. <laughs> There's no problem at all with recording the conversation without consent. Why, you ask? Because it's a clearly marked police car where there's no expectation of privacy ever. So, listen, Claire and Alexander, (laughs) we have a fine plan and we will succeed. The most important element is for you to be alert. You must always expect the unexpected and be ready to pivot. Plans only ever fail when players do not stay on task. It happens every time. Now, off you go. Find Eve. Get things ready for tonight, Monsieur Andu. Claire, stay with me while I wait for Brigitte. The chop, general chop. has spoken. <laughs> I can see her now. She's probably five feet. Yeah, if that, you know? right? She sounds like this big presence, but she's probably a tiny, tiny little, woman. little woman. Yeah, Claire has never described her physically, no, has no. she? But it's funny, as you read these passages, you do get that feeling of, what does this person look like, you know? Mm, Or you conjure up their personalities, their looks and their personalities. If we polled 20 people that listened to this, how would they describe what Annalise looks like? Mm. Or any any of the people in this? Or us, for that matter. This is true. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. No, 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 no. Don't. No, no sharing. <laughs> okay. So Claire is going to stay with Annalise, and they're going to wait for Brigitte. So she says Brigitte finally returned from her shift. Obviously, she's talking about on the bottling line. Exhausted by the work and energized by her caper, she was bursting at the seams to tell us about her plan to save Alexander's wine. 
So now it's just these three women there, right? Alexander's gone off to deal with a young cop. While on break, Brigitte exchanged the shipping labels on all of the pallets. She explained, the good Alexander wine pallets would be shipped without any labels on the bottles to the local supermarket chain, and the Spanish tanker wine would be shipped off to Hong Kong instead of Alexander's wine. So they were passing Alexander's wine off as Delavine in the Hong Kong market, where they weren't as familiar with her yep. wine, right? And when the cases are opened at the supermarket, this is Brigitte, Alexander's good wine will be rejected and sent back here because it is illegal for them to resell wine without proper label. It was a way to place Alexander's wine in a safe place in transit without drawing attention while we dealt with the people and that was all the good, other things. That was a good... That's brilliant. Get it out of the way. Good we move. know where it's going to be, you know? You know, so while and we says, know they're going to reject it, so yeah. it's got to come back. Yeah, it's got to come back. Yeah, they keep pretty close track of these things. There's a big yep. value in it, right? Ah, now that's my little niece. Pour yourself a drink, sweetie. <laughs> I think you might be good at this. Runs in the family, don't you think? <laughs> Annalise beamed with pride and returned to the plan and her instructions. She's quoting Annalise here. Brigitte will start as a lookout from the same place where you watch the tanker with Claire. After he parks the truck, stay in place to keep an eye on the driver. And then after he's cuffed in the patrol car, Claire, I'll need you here with me at the cottage to coordinate everyone. The boys, meaning Alexander and Eve, and the girls, meaning Brigitte and me. Annalise was who she was. That's who she was. <laughs> the boys and the girls. Ay, ay, ay. What an interesting story. Well, so, it's interesting because she's run. You know, she's got this. Yeah. This well, she map had the plan mind. formulated, but now they have to step on the gas because there's been a change. Right. Flexibility is the key. Well, you got to be ready. Just like, just like Annalise said, it always changes. This is a quote. The next step will be to provoke the production manager into moving the tanker. What's his name again? And Brigitte answers, "It's Marcus, something German sounding." Annalise continued, "Oh, how appropriate." Anyway. Brigitte is going to arrive at work very early tomorrow morning and start asking Marcus questions. Lots of prying and annoying questions, reminding him of the schedule. And that should be enough to make him panic a bit. And then he'll have to go out and move the tanker himself because the driver's nowhere to be found, right? Right. He knows that he must get that tanker off the property because the shipping trucks will arrive at 7.30. Mm, boy, talk about... So these shipping trucks confusion. are going to pick up the, quote, bottled wine that was just run off the line, right? right? If he doesn't move the tanker, there won't be enough room for them to dock those two big trucks. You know, they're pretty confident he's going to go out and move the big one. Alexander will be with Eve after they grab the driver and lock him in the car. They'll stand by until I tell them when to move in and arrest the German, the manager, whatever his name is. <laughs> It's absolutely imperative that they catch what's-his-name in the act of moving the truck so he's fully involved. So she's talking about this guy, Marcus, who's running the production line. You know what's interesting? It doesn't take many people working a line to make it happen, you know? Yep, especially when you're talking about the bottling and the Yeah, the the automation automation is is phenomenal. So Annalise continues. She says, don't worry. He's not going to move the tanker very far. He's in a rush. And he's going to have to walk back to the winery anyway. 
Annalise was looking very satisfied as she took a seat next to Brigitte and poured herself some tea. Okay, then, any questions? <laughs> oh, God. So she's got all these people. It's like she's moving pieces around the board. You do this, you do this. And we'll be here. Claire, yeah. you watch. Brigitte, you stay over here. And everybody Notice has she has the women on the outer edges and the guys are, <laughs> you know. Great instructions. Great okay, plan. Any questions? I love that. I couldn't resist. This is Claire. I couldn't resist adding my idea into the mix at this point. And I suggested after they arrest the manager and on the off chance that the shipping trucks have not left the docks with Alexander's wine, it would be a real coup if we could stop it from ever leaving the property, even though we do have that backup plan, hmm. meaning shipping them without right. labels, right? Right. You know, this way we can maintain the provenance. Yeah, and the other thing is timing, because yeah. if their bottles go out and then they're rejected, who knows how long it's going to take for them to go back to the to the winery. Uh, yeah, because then there's a big question, who's going to pay for the shipping? Right. And, yeah, there's, so they there's are always better that. off trying to keep it in-house. Yeah, and you also don't know, is the wine going to sit on a hot dock yep. in the sun somewhere? You know, those kinds of things. Brigitte was enthusiastic, and I was relieved as Annalise toasted me with her now empty cup and adding, one last thing, stay alert, stay on task, and most of all, be careful tonight. Somebody's going to end up in jail. Let it not be any of us. <laughs> Let's go. Allons-y, my little ones, allons-y. <sighs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Wow, that's a lot. Madame General. We have the whole plan. A Madame General. I love her. She should get a Medal of Honor or whatever. Don't forget, Claire said she wants to talk to Grace about putting her on the um, on the payroll. On the payroll. So, <laughs> can you imagine hmm. this cast of characters that with Claire at the wine merchant, the wine merchant shop? You know, it's funny when we go through these diary entries. I should say it feels like a lot of time has passed, but we're only talking about a few hours one night. Right. Right. You know, because I was about to say, me, my, where are Laurent and everybody? This is just over <laughs> one just, evening. Yeah. This is not, you know, a couple of weeks worth of uh, transactions here. Well, but you got to figure the way Annalise is looking at this. You know, she's been thinking about this for a while. I mean, this probably energizes her to get involved in something like this. Yeah, I think Annalise is loving it. Yeah, I mean, she's I showing she up at the it. shop and cooking and, you know. Well, yeah, she's, she's, she's needed. She's an expert, right? You know, she needs it. She's a caretaker. It's very, there's a very uh, mutual uh, need. Yeah. Well, so will they arrest the manager? (laughs) You know what uh, the other interesting part about this is for Mm -hmm. me? That this is a continuous story. It's Mm -hmm. very recent in time and it's plodding along and I've been enjoying this. Yeah, um, I have too. It's a very different take than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Well, which this... makes it interesting and unique. True. I told you, I feel like it's reading time at the library. You know? <laughs> well, so. this diary entry has come to an end. I hate to say it, but it has. Don't forget, you can go back and you can listen to any of the episodes. Visit the website, check it out, all that stuff. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And we'll see you next time when we're back, back at, at the, the mic. mic.